TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello, hello, hello. I am Dan No Coronavirus Day. You can follow me safely on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, and I have a loaded, leaving it at that, loaded show for you today. On the way, Joe Rose Show talking to lawyer Jason Stetchum. Uh, uh, you're not in trouble. No, no, no. He's talking about the NCAA easing the rules on their student athletes making money. Also, Dan Lebetard Show talking to Outcast Big Boy, then Hawk and Crowder. Let's get a little taste of what's to come from them. We have officially put the Ron Washington versus Andre Agassi talk to bed. Really? Have we? We will find out later on in the show. But right now, let's take a step into the day spa. Ah, but first, you can't have dessert first. We have to do these headlines. The Bengals have released quarterback Andy Dalton after nine seasons. Dalton is now a free agent. The Marlins will refund ticket holders for missed games through May 21st. Refunds will be given in the form of credits for future games. Tua Tagovailoa's college coach Nick Saban says the quarterback will be a great face for the Dolphins. Saban coached Miami in 2005 and 2006. Inter-Miami captain Louis Robles helped pass out groceries at the team's recent food distribution event. The organization plans to do food drives weekly through May. Udonis Haslam delivered food to first responders at two area hospitals and a fire station. The NBA season remains suspended indefinitely. This July's Baseball Hall of Fame inductions have been canceled. Inductees, including Marlins CEO Derek Jeter, will be inducted at next year's ceremony. And now, let's get to the part that we want. The dessert. The sweetest, sweetest part of the day, I think. Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Finally. A news anchor in Spain is being accused of cheating on his girlfriend after a half-naked woman who was not his partner walked through the background of a live stream. Coronavirus claims yet another victim. An Australian woman recently won a $1.2 million jackpot from a lotto ticket in the form of an early Mother's Day gift. Now I'm guessing all it takes to have your beloved children call you every day is winning a million dollars. An escaped crane from the Seattle Zoo was tracked down in a nearby garage. If I know Seattle and garages, that crane was starting to band. In the wake of coronavirus, Interpol in France has begun cracking down on delivery services that also deliver recreational drugs along with their food. 
Is Interpol really just getting wise to this? I mean, I need a large pizza with extra cheese and pepperoni, please. Gal Gadot's birthday is today. Hot mess of the day. <sighs> now on to weather. Today's forecast, chance of rain, temperatures around 80. Mornings, you got to get your Joe in. Not just a cup of Joe, but some Joe Rose show. Weekdays, 6 to 10 right here on 560. The Joe, if you didn't get up early enough, they talked with Jason Sechen. He is a lawyer. He really has some interesting information on how college kids will get paid now. Also, the nightmare scenarios, which athletes will profit the most, and changing the pitch to recruits. He's an attorney and advocate for professional and NCA student athletes. He's been on with us before. Jason, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, guys. How are you? We appreciate today was like perfect timing after yesterday finding out the NCA wants to move ahead on getting athletes paid or at least the really good ones. It, it needs to be done. There's a ton of money. I agree. I agreed with you last time. But I want to know, how do you police and regulate this with alumni in these cities, in these towns, and re- how it ties into recruiting? Please help me out to keep it fair where it doesn't get ugly. That's the biggest concern right now, and, and particularly in light of everything that's going on with COVID-19 and, and the loss from the spring sports financially, and then the possibility of sports being affected in the fall and the financial impact on that. Schools are nervous. You know, they're, they're nervous about how they would police this, and they'll have to obviously hire more compliance staff to, to deal with it. it. It's going to be a bit of a Wild West start. I think like anything else, it'll settle down once everybody gets comfortable with how to deal with it. There'll always be that outlier case where somebody crosses the line and they have to be dealt with. I think the real key is, and and you hit the nail on the head, is going to be the difference between a bona fide third-party advertising opportunity and somebody that's or versus somebody trying to influence the recruitment of a student athlete that, that's going to be a big deal and how they police it a lot of that will have to do with the final version of how this this thing is written up and what kids can or can't do when they get to the point where they can go out and market themselves but uh, and as of right now that hasn't happened that won't happen officially until October uh, they'll put the legislation together and then it won't kick in until probably January of 2021 but it's going to be an interesting opportunity for a lot of schools and the schools themselves won't be involved directly with all, they're not going to be allowed to participate and get like procure opportunities for kids cities like Miami Los Angeles Dallas etc these schools are going to have a big leg up because of the opportunities that exist in those cities yeah. to market Jason uh, we've been talking about this topic for about an hour so far here in the show if not more we've been thinking of nightmare scenarios for this because it looks good that players uh, athletes in college are going to be able to get paid and their likeness and all that but what happens when here's the the nightmare scenario for the NCAA Urban Meyer takes over at USC they have a meeting with all their big boosters out there and all of a sudden after the first recruiting class we see about 40 of the recruits doing commercials for car dealerships and 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 computer ads and this and that because all these guys are kind of quote-unquote paying them to play at the university how does the policing of that how is that going to work how are they going to be able to police that you ask a good question and i think that's a very real issue you guys have been around sports long enough to know that there are always going to be people that are overly invested in the athletic departments and people that are just over the top in terms of their fandom boosters etc and those opportunities are, and those concerns are always going to be very real the way they're going to police it i would imagine is anything that you do you'll be required to submit they'll probably have some kind of idea as to what certain things are worth and how much you could charge for what you're doing 
And, um, you know, assuming the kids are doing what they're supposed to and submitting all the contracts to the athletic department and having them reviewed in advance and approved and that sort of thing, I think that's the way you would try to keep an eye on it. Realistically, especially in the beginning, I just don't see how you're going to prevent those types of Nevin Shapiro-style people from paying somebody in excess or trying to create scenarios where they're trying to funnel money to student-athletes to induce them to go to a particular school. It's, it's going to be very real. It's, gonna, it's going to be a problem conceptually from the you know from the NCA's perspective. They they don't want to see it that way. They're forced into this. I, I I assure you the NCA does not want this to happen. They feel as though they have to let it happen because the states are charging forward. Obviously Florida is on the brink. If it wasn't for coronavirus, I think Florida's bill would have already been signed by the governor. Two other states have already passed it, Colorado and California. 28 uh, other states are in the process of getting laws passed. So the NCA has to get out in front of it so they're doing it. But you make a good point. It's, it's going to be an issue, and policing it is going to be very difficult. Jason, how, how many athletes do you see, whether we're talking basketball, football, a, a woman's sport where she might be her number one outer sport, how many athletes do you see really profiting from this uh, in a program? I think in a place like the University of Miami or some of the schools, the bigger schools, I think you'll see quite a few, actually, almost all of them. Um, it's going to be a great equalizer. You'd be surprised if you know anything about how some of these Instagram models are paid for product placement, wearing bathing suits, selling makeup uh, okay. um, and other goods. You're going to see, a, 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 I think you're going to see that the women athletes, some women athletes are going to have better opportunities than some of the male athletes to make good money off of um, the internet and through Instagram and TikTok and all of this stuff. I mean, some of these student athletes now make these TikTok dance videos and they get looked at by hundreds of thousands of people. And if they were able to charge for that, that yeah. would be a huge opportunity for them. So I think most of them, I mean, obviously to different degrees, you'll have a Trevor Lawrence type guy who can make significant money advertising things through his Instagram and through other means within the rules. And then you'll have somebody who might be a, a backup, but that person might be from a big town and they can do things from the town they came from. They can start doing that work, that stuff right away. Even in high school, if they're highly recruited. Does the power shift or is it still going to be LSU, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson uh, ahead of everybody else? Or can you see the power? Because those, fi those five have kind of dominated here recently. Can somebody else jump in or through this? Oh, 100%. I, I think so. I, I really do. I think the opportunities for the schools that are based in the, the bigger cities are now going to be able to compete with those SEC schools. It's no longer the pitch is going to change, right? I mean, the pitch is going to be, right now, the big pitch to get a kid to go to Alabama or Clemson or um, LSU is all about facilities and the fans and the games and then what the SEC brings to the table and all the opportunities that come from that for professional football. But now some of the pitch will change to, and again, the schools are not able to help procure this stuff. They're not going to say, hey, we're going to introduce you to an advertiser. But kids aren't stupid. They're going to figure it out for themselves. That if I go to a place like the University of Miami, I'm going to have a real opportunity to build my brand for the years that I'm going to be playing and I can really make something of that. I can make a fortune. And not only that, but if I don't make it as a pro, I may develop such a, a, a following for whatever I do, whether it's, you know, for marketing purposes, like I said before, with the dancing thing where you just get a big following, whatever it is, kids can make money long after their careers are over, especially if they don't make it in, in the professional realms. Yeah, Jason, I've tried to have Joe dance on video for us a whole bunch of times so we can make some money off that. It hasn't worked yet, but we're still trying to do that for, yeah. uh, for Joe Rose. Nobody here. cares. Nobody cares. Right. We got we have six viewers. I don't know how much that pays, but we got six people watching. <laughs> uh, five of them are old ladies over 80. Right, right. Uh, right. Uh, 
But but my, Jason, here's the hard hitting, tough question of the morning: How close are we now to possibly getting that NCAA football video game back? I know that that was a big topic yesterday, all yeah. over Twitter. I saw it all over social media yesterday. One of the one of the biggest you know selling video games in the last 20, 30 years was that NCAA football game, and then all of a sudden it was taken away because of everything going on. But now we're on the other side of this. Is that going to be something that possibly comes back because of the likeness of the players now? Uh, you know, I hate to be the buzzkill on that, but I don't I don't see that happening. No. Um, anytime soon. And yeah, and I'll tell you why. The, the student athletes themselves will be able to advertise individually within the, the confines of the bylaws, right? So they can go out and do their Instagram and they can advertise things. They can football or basketball lessons in the summer. They can do all that other stuff that's out there that you can do. And now you're talking collectively. And, and Joe, you know right. this. From, from the, um, you have the NFLPA that controls the likeness and right. image of yeah the publicity rights of the entire league as a whole, and then they whack it up through the pension and other things. Well, there's nothing collectively like that in college sports, and there won't be. So the problem is you can't go to every individual kid and say, hey, it, it can will you do this? Because you'll have a million different numbers. One guy will say, yes, I'll do it, but I want this. Another guy will say that. Right. And so it's because it's not a collective. With, with the NFLPA and the NDPA, et cetera, you can, you can negotiate one deal for everybody, and then everybody gets paid equally. But you don't have that collective here, and you won't. So I still think that there's, they're in jeopardy. I don't think the game will will ever happen. Not anytime soon, anyway. Hey, Jason, help me with the other one we haven't talked about. College versus G League for these top high school basketball players. Um, Do do they start looking, going, wow, I can still go to a great program and – Coach is saying, I can make some money. Maybe I don't need to take that G League money and, and, and get to the NBA. What do you think will happen there? Because we've seen a lot of guys say they're going right to the NBA. So that's an interesting thing that's really developed recently. Um, the last few years, some guys have gone overseas to Australia and other leagues. But the G League was only paying about forty, fifty thousand a year. But now the G League has gotten very competitive, and they're offering. I saw one player had just signed a deal for three hundred thousand dollars. That's very real money. So a kid really does have to think about that instead of going to college. This will at least put the college game on the map in in the money universe in terms of things the kids need to be thinking about to further themselves financially right away out of high school. It's a bit of an arms race right now. The NBA is, is offering contracts and, and also that marketing opportunity, but I don't know how well you can market yourself as a G League player. I mean, there's just only so much interest there until right. you get up to the, to the NBA. In college, I think it's different because you can really brand build yourself. You know, if a kid is a good player, say, at, at Clemson or the, even the University of Miami, wherever, Florida State, any school, and is on TV every Saturday and is building that brand, they can really make a good living for themselves and not just for that year, but further on as they build their brand. In the NBA, in the G League, it, that's, a t- that's a tough life. I tell, I tell guys that all the time. You know, a lot of guys think about coming out, and I've sat in on a lot of meetings with agents where, they talk, you know, where they're talking about that. And that, it, that's, it, it's a grind, you know, and there's no guarantees. I mean, the money's good now for certain high-level college athletes, but that's really for the top, top-tier guys. That's not, I think there's two or three guys that came out to the G League that are getting paid six figures everybody else is in that grind and to play college sports have world-class facilities get to further yourself in school and get that college life it's a better life if you're getting some money out of it if you're not then obviously you have to go the other direction but now that door is going to be open in 2021 so 
kids are going to have more to think about. Jason, how long until we're talking about now, because I already see it on the text machine here for our show, that when a guy makes more money than a scholarship, he's going to have to pay for his own education. Is that going to end up happening or scholarships going to go away if a guy's making that much money? How is that going to work? That's not something that's going to happen. I think, you know, you're getting athletic aid in exchange for the fact that you've agreed to play sports. So the school brings you in and you work. I mean, you guys know this better than anybody as well because you've been around school, you know, schools, University of Miami, FIU, and all these other schools that have football and basketball. This is a full-time job. These kids work hard. Right. And the scholarship is an exchange for that. that that's what that is. It's if you're going to come play football or basketball or track and field, whatever it is for us, we're going to give you a scholarship in exchange. So I don't see why that would affect. There are plenty of kids that have a lot of money, like the Mannings, for example. Their kids went to school on, on scholarships. It's not a matter of that. I think the money that they earn off the field won't have anything to do with the scholarship situation. I, I, I really don't. I don't think it'll impact it. Look, the one thing nobody's talking about with this stuff is this is really going to help with financial literacy and helping kids kind of develop a business sense so that when they do move on, whether they play professionally or not, they're going to really have a much better understanding of how to manage money to pay taxes. They're going to understand all that stuff, which they really don't now. I mean, because of the system, these kids go from zero dollars to millions of dollars overnight. and They don't know how to manage it. Well, now they will. Great point right there. You can't beat that, right? Can't get that in uh, in a class. I, I do like that stuff. Hey, it's uh, it's great having you, Jason. Thanks, man. A lot of really good stuff. A lot of stuff for us uh, to think about uh, a little bit as we 56022 for people have their opinion on uh, on how this is all going to play out. But, Jason, thank you, man. Really appreciate you coming thank on. Thank you so much. It's always Thanks, a pleasure Jason. to come on. I really appreciate you guys. New NCAA rules possibly helping big city schools like the U. Yes, one step closer to every year, LSU versus the U in the College Football National Championship. I can feel it. Speaking of feeling it, you got to feel the Dan Lebetard show. Snow Bingle. name is Anyo, which is Angel in Portuguese. So we keep it creative with the name. Wait a minute, a Snow Bengal. What's, mm. uh, what's the upkeep on a Snow Bengal? You will find out from Outcast Big Boy in just five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, and yes, I am an Outcast fan. Andre 3000, big boy. Seen him twice, actually, way back in the day at the State Palace Theater right there on Canal Street in New Orleans. Then one time they performed at Voodoo Fest in New Orleans. And Voodoo Fest happening Halloween weekend, if coronavirus ever ends, in New Orleans City Park. One of the greatest festivals of all of them. And I've been to a bunch of them. Gotta love Voodoo Fest. The good vibes, the Halloween weekend, people in costume. All the ladies running around. It just seems like when you go to a music festival, the ladies look that much better. Especially when they're in costume Halloween weekend and you're drunk in New Orleans. Sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. Woo! That's why I got really excited earlier today to hear that the Dan Lebetard Show had as one of its guests half of Outcast, Big Boy. Big Boy, hero of mine. Great rapper. Great music. What do they talk to Big Boy about? Well, pets and pet names, being a sneakerhead, his Super Bowl experience, and of course, talked about Outcast. 
Always enjoy talking to this guy. You mentioned cocaine. He loves to play Eric Clapton's cocaine. Sunday afternoon, Atlanta freeways. That's uh, his thing. Big Boy joins us now on ESPN Radio. Uh, one of my favorite Big Boy moments on ESPN, Stugatz, is him talking to Carrie Champion. Carrie Champion asking him about his dog, Halle Berry. His response was, she's dead. Because she had been uh, taken away by, like, it's a horrible story. The housekeeper let out Halle Berry, and then all of a sudden a bird swooped in and took Halle Berry. But Big Boy is on with us, and I'm curious, Big Boy, how many uh, in your time, how many pets do you have that have names like your dog was named Halle Berry? Do you you have many of those? Um, Well, yeah. I mean, I have, you know, um, Rottweiler's Chopper and Fat Fat, and then I have uh, two owls. Hootie and Houdini, Eagle Eagle Isles. A lot of French Bulldogs with a lot of colorful names. Uh, got a new um, Snow Bingo. The name is Anyo, which is Angel in Portuguese. So we keep it creative with the name. Wait a minute, a Snow Bengal. What's mm. uh, what's the upkeep on a Snow Bengal? Um, they just got a lot of lot of energy. So you know, um, they play with the dogs and you know run around the house. Real cool cats, man. Being in this quarantine, just want a little bit more company. That's all. Uh, how big is the cat? Is it a big cat? Uh, it's an exotic cave. It's going to get big. She's like a kitten right now. She's only like seven weeks old. Um, and how you've, you've had an interest, I, uh, because I know you like Tiger King. So you've had an interest in a while for a while in getting uh, a tiger. Had you not? Yeah, man. But then after watching Tiger King, I was just like, uh, I didn't want to get something that could kill me when it get the size of a pit bull. So I, that wasn't, it wasn't a good thing to do. So what did you see on there? Was it lo- someone losing an arm? Was there anything specific on Tiger King that you saw that said, ah, yeah, not interested in getting a tiger anymore? I mean, just how fast they grew. Yeah, the the, the girl losing an arm, was, that was the first red flag. But then, you know, um, trying to see when they get about six to nine months old, like they'd be like, they can take your hand or your finger. And I need mine to hold the microphone because, you know, I'm still doing concerts. So. Did you do research? Like, can a snow bengal kill you? How does that work? No, no, no. no. I, I, I looked those up. They don't get that big. Um, I could, I could pretty much handle that. You know what I mean? Like they don't get to be like a couple hundred pounds. It's like four hundred pounds or nothing like that. Just you know, um, it's like a, a a a bigger version of a house cat, but uh, exotic. They got you know the the colorful markings, the blue eyes. Love it. Uh, you're a sneakerhead, correct, big boy? You're a sneakerhead. You you have yep. how many how many sneakers uh, roughly do you have? I can't even begin to count. <laughs> Too many. Are you are you are you eating up this Jordan documentary at least in part because uh, many of your sneakers are Jordans? Um, I'm I love the documentary because I, I like the man's spirit and his drive and just to get an insight into that 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 winner's mentality and just his 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 hustle his will to win like that is very motivating man like I mean just his whole story like is incredible you get it? that 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 is something that has been keeping the attention of the family this, this whole time. When you followed Michael Jordan, we had this question co- uh, bouncing around the, the radio show yesterday because he originally almost signed with Adidas, would have signed with Adidas if Adidas had just uh, come close to Nike's offer. What do you think happens differently given the age uh, that you are and you came up in? What do you think happens differently if Michael Jordan signs with Adidas? Does Adidas end up becoming Nike or does Michael Jordan end up becoming less of a star because he doesn't have the nike marketing machine behind him no i think adidas would have been just as big because it was all about the man behind the shoe you got to give give you know props to the designers and the design team and everybody at nike that you know kind of evolved the shoe with the time and uh, like right now like his shoes they never go out of style you know what i'm saying people are going back and buying jordan ones through sixes 
every year you buy the same shoe over and over again, like got to be a racket. Do you have any good stories? Do you have anything memorable? Because we have not talked to you for a while um, have uh, of doing the Super Bowl act a couple of years ago. It was like, you know, one bucket list experience, you know, um, just getting up there and, and killing it. And then to get back into the skybox and look at my phone and, and look at all the people, people saying, we're going to kill you, big boy. Can't stand you. Why would you wear that coat on TV? I like, man, go eat a, ba- a bag of baby baby donkey dogs. You know what I'm talking about? Like the criticism <laughs> because you were wearing a big fur and you got a you got you got a lot of death threats and stuff. Yeah, they t- they tried to terrorize me for like three days, and I, all I kept doing was just putting up pictures with me and fur coats for about a week. My wife had to tell me to stop. Uh, how many of those do you have? What's the story behind the coat? Is there a good story? I mean, no, I just, I had them. I had them. I mean, we, me and um, Andre 3000 used to, you know, do photo shoots and TV shows. And I mean, it's just a flamboyant look. It was already dead. Careful there. We need to be careful with the language. Uh, uh, <laughs> big boy with us on ESPN radio. Uh, we had talked to you before about, uh, the Super Bowl show and you had talked about trying to convince Andre 3000 to do it with you. I thought, or I was hoping there would be that surprise. Not that it wasn't enough having you out there, but I thought for sure that he would end up out there just because of where it was and because of your relationship and because of how great you are together. Uh, did he come close to doing that with you or? He was never he was never movable on that subject. Not, I mean, he wanted to come and support, but he was just like it would have been too much commotion. So he was just like, man, go out there and kill it, bro. You two are so different because your your bus, right? You guys traveled in different buses, did you not? You were yours was the party bus and his was the 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 sanctuary bus. It was like smoking and non-smoking because at one point he stopped smoking. We didn't want to, you know, kind of intrude on each other's space. So my bus, my bus was reserved for the gas. We were just blowing straight gas <laughs> since the nineties, still blowing big purple. You, you still got it. A How about now? Bus right now, to smoke I, weed. I know. Well, the, the last few times he's been on with us, he's always he's always uh, smoking. What is it? Purple white, purple Kush, right? Yeah, you, know, you already you got a great memory. Yeah, we still got it. We got, I got some bubble gum over here. I mean, you know, we just, we just chilling, man. Just you know, just staying out the way and just hanging out around around the house. Uh, Big Boy's latest project, by the way, is Sleepy Brown. It's called The Big Sleepover, and it's with Sleepy Brown. The first single, Intentions, with CeeLo Green, is available now. This was going to come out already, right? But couldn't because of the things going on right now. Yeah, like we already had shot the video and the album is done. And then, you know, when all this, you know, kind of popped off, it's like, you know, you want to be moving around and, you know, get out there and shake hands and kiss babies and pr- promote it properly. So it was like, okay, we're just going, you know, let's let's just sit it to the side for a second. But, you know, this time has been given us time to make new stuff as well. You know what I mean? So we just got a whole gang of music. As soon as they open that floor again, we can hit them with it. Big Boy have any strong opinions one way or the other when he heard that Jay-Z had gotten involved with the halftime show in a way that uh, looked like he might not be supporting Kaepernick enough? That uh, ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, well played. Well played, sir. That's a good That's a good way to answer that question. Uh, Big Boy, good talking to you. Always good catching up with you. Thank you for making the time for us. Yeah, man. Hopefully we uh, come on back. You know what I'm saying? We can we start picking some football games. I know I'm the yeah. grand champion, baby. I still ain't got my belt. Oh, we didn't send you the belt. We'll get that to you. I'll make sure we get that to you. There's a belt. Anyway, big boy, here's the big question. Yeah, we'll get you the belt. 86. Right. I have a feeling I know how you're going to answer this. 86 Celtics, 97 Bulls. Who wins? Bulls. Yeah. Good talking to you, big boy. Thank you for being on with us. Appreciate it. Hey, y'all boys, stay safe. God bless y'all. What's not like about big boy? 
part of Outcast, some legendary Southern playapolistic music. He's an animal lover. He likes to smoke a little bit here and there. And when asked about Colin Kaepernick, he's just like me. Huh? What? No, 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 no comment. What do you mean no comment? <laughs> Not touching Colin Kaepernick. Nope, nope. I'm even kind of scared to say it right now. So just going to move on. Big Boy, favorite Outcast song. Goodness. There is so many of them. Rosa Parks, B.O.B., Miss Jackson, just everything Outcast has ever made. Absolute gold. Except for that one movie, Idlewild. Uh, not going to hate him, old boy, big boy, though. Nothing but love right there. Nothing but love for Hawk and Crowder. We have officially put the Ron Washington versus Andre Agassi talk to bed. Have we? Have we really? Find out in five minutes on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. And no, this isn't an early feel-good Friday or maybe a false start on a feel-good Friday. Although feel-good Friday is right around the corner. I'm playing some Barrington Levy Murderer because it is the opposite of Barrington Levy Murderer. It is Barrington Levy's birthday, 56 years old. So let's celebrate with some of the biz. Good vibes make you say, Irie. Of course, I work at the reggae record label Culture Shock here in Miami. And whenever I tell people Irie or make you feel Irie, they always go, what does that mean? I hear it. I don't know. Just in a reggae talk, Jamaican talk, Irie just means to feel good, pleasant. Feel Irie. Say Irie, good, pleasant, love. Just overall good feeling. So hopefully make you feel a little bit Irie with everything, especially going on in this world. Happy birthday, Barrington Levy. It's always like a birthday with the Hawk and Crowder Show weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe because who has more fun than we do? Nobody. What did we do today? Well, did we put the Ron Washington versus Andre Agassi argument to bed? Also, we dive into DJ Dallas's draft call, then Solana gives us those headlines today on our head-to-head battle it is boris becker and marv levy <laughs> i got marv i Dolly. stole that from a tweeter somebody tweeted that at us can we get some boris becker marv levy talk today we have officially put the ron washington versus andre agassi talk to bed if you weren't listening in the five o'clock hour yesterday, well, God bless you. Hey, man, people, I mean, if everybody wants to do LeBron Jordan, man, we're better than that. We're better than that. We do Ron Washington Agassi. That's what I mean, we do. Every sports talk show since the last dance started is doing LeBron versus Jordan, LeBron versus Jordan. How many are doing Ron Washington versus Andre Agassi? Oh, who 
zero. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what, right. That's, Just one. <laughs> that's what makes Solana such a great producer. Victor Bermudez, he would have suggested LeBron Michael. Nah. Andy King, he would have said LeBron MJ. Falero, LeBron MJ. Solana, Ron Washington versus Andre Agassi. <laughs> We are breaking records right now. Oh, my God. I'm going to apologize in advance, listeners. It's raining in Boca, and that, of course, means my internet will go out. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but we feel you. <laughs> we feel you. It doesn't make much sense. Yeah, my home looks much like uh, Kevin Costner's compound in Dances with Wolves. It's there's just a, I'm like I'm a I'm like I'm like out on the prairie here, and I don't even understand what's happening. But I the, that's the first thing I thought of when it started to rain here. Oh no, my internet's not gonna work. You have a you have a big satellite dish buried in your backyard. <laughs> you have to turn at certain times of the year. I have to crank. I got to get the whole uh, whole family out here to crank it. Oh, come on, it's four o'clock. Let's crank it to the left. Um, want to play something for everybody. Yesterday we opened the show and I played uh, the sound of Shaq Quarterman getting his draft call from the Jaguars. In fact, do you still have that uh, Solana? Do you have the uh, the Shaq Quarterman call? I do. All right, this is Shaq Quarterman. This is on draft day because he didn't get drafted till the fourth round, so it's Saturday. And this is the actual phone call that he got from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hello? Shaq there. Yes, sir. Shaq, Dave called with the Jacksonville Jaguars. How are you doing, Coach? Have you heard of this team? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I have. Know you, I know you heard of it because you, you're right around the corner, right? Yes, sir, down the street. Born and raised Jacksonville? Born and raised. Be a great little story, huh? Getting drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars in the fourth round. Because that sounds like a dream come true. All right, we're gonna make we're gonna make that dream come true for you. Yes, sir. I, I greatly appreciate that. I can't wait to get to work. All right, we got Joe Schobert as our middle linebacker. We got Miles Jack. I want you to come in and learn from those guys and um, give your best, put your best foot forward on special teams and and just continue to play with that your tenacity that you do at Miami. Okay. All right. Pretty cool call. I like it. Yeah. I do like the fact, you know, we, we goofed on it yesterday about, you know, we've got Miles Jack here, and uh, we're also, we are bringing in Ray Lewis. He wants to come out of retirement. But of course, uh, <laughs> Dick Buckus <laughs> and Brian Urlacher have called us, and <laughs> but we think, but we're goofing on a little bit. But here is, so in the fourth round, DJ Dallas was also drafted. He was selected by the Seattle Seahawks. Now, have you heard this call, Crowder? I did. When y'all sent it this morning, I, I heard it. It's, uh, I, I, DJ DJ was upset now. Was he upset or was he overwhelmed? Like, cause I didn't know how to take it. Shaq was Shaq. Shaq was kind of like you can even see him like, yeah, coach. Oh man, born and raised. Like he's yes. responding like, oh yes. yeah. Like you can you can feel his excitement coming up at any moment during this call. Tell me when you see DJ's excitement <laughs> go through the roof. All right, here's the call DJ Dallas gets from Seattle. Hey, is this DJ? Yes, sir. DJ, hey, it's John Schneider, general manager for the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? You doing no, okay? I'm doing good. Hey, I'm I don't good, care sir. what Travis says about you, man. I think you're an awesome player. Yes, sir. That's a joke dude come on lighten up hey we're gonna catch we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna thank you right here okay yes sir you come in and compete your ass off man you're, you're you're a blast to watch yes sir i appreciate that yeah man so congratulations we're gonna we're, we're gonna select you right here and um it's pick 144 okay in the fourth round yes sir and uh yeah coach carroll's gonna give you a call and then the coaches are gonna give you a call but we're excited you excited Yes, sir. Let's work. Okay. Let's work. See you, buddy. I'll talk to you yes, soon. Sir. All right. Later. Congratulations. It's kind of like when I have to call one of my nephews to wish him a happy birthday. They're just not that talkative. <laughs> School's good? Yeah. Oh, so, dad good? Uh-huh. 
Do you it think was, maybe he's it having was, a conversation it it, it, where, where like all the, the, you know, all his family members are like, well, wherever you go, you know, the only place you don't want to go is Seattle. It is so far away from Miami. You could not get a place further away from Miami than Seattle. So as long as it, because it's rainy and I mean, it, there's no way we could ever come see you play in Seattle. Hello, Seattle calling. Like that, that's the like. I, I what's the other option there? I, that he was, as I'm looking, I believe the 13th running back taken behind some guys I've never heard of before in my life. One guy so from he's Appala- already like a guy from Appalachian State, Dear- yeah, Darienton Evans went before him. Like, hey, bro, Just yeah, I'm excited, but yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't want to have jokes. The parents, I mean, the Travis upset. Homer joke fell flat, man, yeah, bro. And there was for this is fourth round, right? This is third day. So I've sat and watched this TV and stared at my phone for over 48 hours. Yeah. Coach, I'm ready to come in coach. Appreciate you, big dog. Appreciate <laughs> you. But it wasn't even that it was, it was <laughs> painful almost. Um, and you I, know what, I, you know what, you know what did pop in my mind with Shaq and DJ, how they, when they were like, like this is, you know, this is the GM of Seattle. This is the GM of the Jaguars. Maybe they got calls because we've heard the stories. We, you know, do a great job on draft week where guys would get calls and then something would happen. They trade the pick or they pick they they called the wrong guy. Right. Maybe those guys got a couple calls where an agent called DJ. His agent was like, "Hey, you know, um, Green Bay is interested in you here in the second round." Okay, okay. Oh, never mind. They took somebody else. Okay. Oh, never mind. They took somebody else. Oh, he gets an, he gets his fourth call. He's just like, "Hey, what's up, coach? Yeah, man, whatever. You want to, yeah." draft me yeah i've heard this before that's what that's the first thing i thought of when i heard his lack of joy in that phone call because that gm tried everything man he, yeah. he tried he like you know okay this he's not very excited hey don't no, i'm not believing what travis homer said about you <laughs> like what yes you know sir what? the best yeah. jokes usually yes, the best jokes you don't have to yell this is a joke afterwards right right <laughs> hey i'm joking <laughs> that's not a sign of a great joke all right, so we'll uh, we'll have some fun with that stuff today. What do you got, Wash? I did look up some uh, baseball statistics, so if you want to oh, uh, if you good. if you want to go down that path, just let me Bring know. It, brother. I'm locked and Bring loaded. It. I'm locked and Bring loaded, it. Crowder. I want you to make the case that Ron Washington is borderline Hall of Fame baseball player. I think I'm ready to make that case. When whenever you <laughs> wait till me- it starts raining a little bit harder here. Wait yeah. till my internet clips out and then go right into <laughs> Ron Washington. No, nah, don't do that to me. We're going back to OJ. <laughs> doing OJ if you go out. I'm not doing Ron Washington. I got OJ takes too, man. Whenever you want me to. Pre- present my case to the jury on Ron Washington. Just okay. let me know. I'm ready. You better hope you get OJ's jury. The Miami right. Marlins. Uh, some local news. The Marlins announced their coronavirus ticket refund policy. There's two options. Fans who bought tickets directly from the team can choose to get a full refund, which are ticket prices plus the fees, or they can choose a credit for the full purchase plus an additional 10% to be used on tickets for future games. All right. Oh, that's actually intelligent. The way I said it or what the Marlins are doing it? Solana, I compliment you once a year, and I think I Solana wasted that was in like, February. Wow, that was intelligent. All right, good start to the update. <laughs> All good, right, great start today. Got another intelligent story for you here next. Oh, it's impossible to have an intelligent story with this headline, and especially with this guy, Nick Saban. He said today uh, he believes yes. Tua will be a quote great face of the organization for the Miami Dolphins. I and, hate uh, it when my ally is is Nick Saban. I went like, what do you what do you do? He reiterated. You got to pull back now, bro. Pull back. I guess. I got to pull back on Tua or I got to change Saban. my opinion on Saban? No, man. You got to change your opinion on Saban. That's your All dude right. now. No, never. 
Never. The Bengals, they will release quarterback Andy Dalton today, according to ESPN. So he ends up where, do you think? New England? Um, New England. I just, I don't know how you surpass Cam Newton to pick up Andy Dalton, but I've heard, I've heard he, he, they're talking to him in New England, but it's crazy to me that Cam's going to be a free agent the entire time Andy Dalton was cut and resigned. That's weird to me. I think it's funny that uh, I saw this on Twitter today. Cam Newton got flat out released. Uh, Andy Dalton got flat out released and the Bears traded a fourth round pick for Nick Foles. That's crazy <laughs> bad general managing. That's crazy, I mean, right? I mean, look, yes. at the, look at what's getting released. And, and they got a fourth round pick for Nick Foles. By the way, the Bears uh, just reached a deal with Ted Ginn Jr. That's crazy. He ranks 25th in NFL history with 15,685 all-purpose yards. Yeah. He's gonna get. He's gonna get into the teens. By, that is by the end crazy. Of, what is that? Twenty twenty seven. He'll probably be in the top ten. Yeah, Ted ain't going nowhere. Unbelievable! What a career he put together he, in the NFL. <laughs> I, Ted getting the third is about in, in high school now. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> father son. I'm telling you, because he had a baby when he was playing for the Dolphins. That kid got to be 15, 16. Goodness Unbelievable. gracious. Unbelievable. All right, what else you got, uh, Solana? LeBron James, he tweeted uh, not too long ago, ripping a report on uh, that some execs and agents want to cancel the NBA season. He tweeted, absolutely not true, and he says he's ready for once it's safe to play again. Hell, he know nothing. That's all I had. I didn't even have nothing intelligent. Hey, he don't know nothing. There was a report yeah. that some agents and front office people want the okay. season scrubbed, that you can't let. And so LeBron tweeted out, uh, saw some it, reports about execs and agents wanting to cancel the season. That's absolutely not true. Nobody I know saying anything like that. As soon as it's safe, we would like to finish our season. I'm ready and our team is ready. Nobody should be canceling anything. Yeah, the, the end of the opinion part, I'm with him. I'm, I actually agree with his opinion. They shouldn't cancel right. it. I don't want to see playoff right. basketball. But for him right. to say, that's not true, you don't know that because you don't know all the agents and executives, LeBron. <laughs> Boy, he, he don't know nothing. LeBron will lie. LeBron will lie. <laughs> but if there's anybody that wants to save this season, it's LeBron. Because if he's collecting rings, he's got a legit chance to get one. And there's not very many legit chances for him to collect rings. Like, I'd, I, I if I was him, I'd be demanding. Okay, no no playoffs, no season, but one game for the title. <laughs> for him to say nobody he's talked to. What, you don't talk to everybody. Stop lying. Hey, no, he, um, he, he smack his wrist. LeBron will lie. LeBron will lie. He'll say some crazy things. Another guy who will lie and say crazy things. You can obviously tell I don't like this guy very much. I don't know why I don't like him very much. Isaiah Thomas. And I don't know why I'm wishing him a happy birthday right now. He's 59 today, but nonetheless, I guess game respects game, although I didn't have that much game. But Isaiah Thomas, great basketball player. He's been documented a lot lately, not just because if it's his birthday, but because of the last dance and the Pistons, Bulls, and him apparently not making the dream team for whatever reason. Well, here's what he had to say about it. Looking back, if I'm not a part of the dream team because, you know, uh, a lapse in emotion in terms of not shaking someone's hand, if that's the reason why I didn't make the dream team, then I am more disappointed today than I was back then when I wasn't selected. Wee, 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 wee. Let's get into present day, though. We're not worried about Isaiah Thomas, although, once again, happy birthday, 59 years young. <laughs> I don't know. Put a nice spin on everything. Cherry on top of everything makes it better. 
Let's get to present day. Will there be an NBA season? Finish? Conclusion? Champion? We don't know yet. But Pat Riley's keeping the guys in shape. All 30 teams, uh, the front office, uh, you know, the commissioner's office, the, the National Basketball Players Association, you know, the owners, uh, everybody's been talking. Everybody's been on conference calls. Everybody's been meeting from that standpoint. And I think you're right. I think everybody would like, they would like it. And, and I know the league would like it. They would like to complete the season. And whenever they decide, you know, to, uh, to, to start it up again, I think that's, that's a very important thing for all of the franchises. complete the season, even if it moves on, you know, later around, I think we're all right behind Adam Silver and him waiting until, you know, he launches this back into action. You know, this is where we are. We have to work from inside. Guys have to stay in shape. Coaches have to stay sharp. You know, yesterday there was a round table with our scouting guys and uh, already going over college players. And so, you know, we try to, even though there are days, you know, Chris and I call them, it's a blue day today. You know, I mean, you just, you feel like you're waiting for something to happen, but uh, it will. And, and I'm, I'm very confident that, that the commissioner, you know, will make uh, the proper decision whenever he has to. Whether the season is finished or not, the real question is, will Riley land that whale? As far as free agency, uh, that's up in the air. We don't even know when that's going to happen. And I mean, right now we know it's July the 1st. And so, you know, Andy and I are probably doing more machinations on, on, on the probabilities. Uh, you have to remember we have six or seven free agents ourselves. Uh, but we also have nine other players that are under contract and guys that we really like. So uh, we'll continue to sort of just, you know, create, you know, possibilities, you know, what can possibly happen. We don't know what the cap number really is going to be. Uh, but we feel confident that the cupboard's full. And what I mean by full is that we do have a lot of very good young players who have proven that they can play at a real high level in this game. And they're fearless. And, and yes, we're very concerned about our, our pending free agents. We like all of our players. And so when we get to that time, uh, that we all know what, what direction we want to go in and, uh, and we want to build again, I want to build a championship team. I don't have much patience, you know me, <laughs> and I want to build another championship team and we're close. Uh, maybe we need another player. You know, maybe we need less. I don't know. Uh, point is that, uh, is we're right there and, and we're a contender and, and, and I'm proud of it. Ooh. Even though there's no basketball, just basketball talk gets me excited. You know what else gets me excited? Pizza. And forever I've wanted a deep dish pizza. I want to go to the Manhattan, Chicago, and Kindle, but just don't feel it with the quarantine. So I'm going to go home, make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and get ready for tomorrow. It'll be a feel-good Friday on the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.